Here's the question of the day. Other people's opinions of us. Should we care? Should we pay attention? Today on the Weekly Walk podcast, Eric and I dig into what proves to be a more complicated question than we anticipated when we started this conversation. How much value, how much importance should we give to other people's opinions? If you're curious where we land on this nuanced question, lace up your sneakers and let's get going. Hey, Joyce. Hey, Eric. You know what? What? You know why I said, hey, Joyce, today? Why? Because you start like 90% of the podcasts, hey, Eric, and I wanted to start one saying, hey, Joyce. I felt it was time. Uh, All right. Time it is. But usually when you say, hey, Joyce, and I say, hey, Eric, then your job is to come up with something provocative that leads us into the topic for today. Yep. Nope. I don't got that. (laughs) I'm just kicking off the podcast. The topic for today is putting aside what other people think. That's easy because I pretty much don't care. (laughs) You are. Yeah. You're remarkable at that. You really don't care. It it takes something pretty dramatic with someone pretty close to sort of get you like that because... Yeah, you you don't care. I definitely care a little bit more. Yeah, I certainly care. And it's funny because I can go from like zero to 100 because for the people who I care about or the people who are important to me, I care very much what they... Actually, I don't really know that I care what they think of me. I care more how our relationship is. So if I feel like something has disrupted or damaged a relationship that's really important to me, I'm sort of thinking this through as I talk about it, then I care very deeply and I'm like a lunatic until I address, repair, fix. But what people in general think of me, yeah, I don't care that much. Like my whole life, I've had many people who are close to me, who are important to me, really deep friendships and all of that. And then the other people, like, I don't, I'm sort of a particular flavor and some people <laughs> don't really care for me. And I've always been really okay with that. And that's sort of the thing. I really haven't. I've definitely gotten better at it, which goes to one of my favorite quotes, which is, When you're 20, you care what everyone thinks. When you're 40, you stop caring what everyone thinks. And when you're 60, you realize no one was ever thinking about you in the first place. I have been telling you that for 25 years. And I'm approaching 60, so I'm getting getting there. Give give me like three more months and then I'll be completely uh, in tune with this one. So I think that's the very first thing to think about around this idea of not caring what other people think, which is people don't think about you that much. And if they do, right, if somebody were to see you and think, wow, what in the world is he wearing? That is such a fleeting, irrelevant thought for them. Like it's in and out. All right. (laughs) So I have got these wool slippers called glare-ups. 
So they're just little house slippers and they're wool and they're sort of like they have I think the ones I have either don't have a heel or they have a very low heel and they, they have, don't have a back. They don't have a back and they have like a little rubber bottom. And now that I've stopped caring what people think, I wear these in public. <laughs> <laughs> Like if I'm running out to the store, I'll just slip on my glarips and I guess they're sort of the Eric equivalent of like a woman's fluffy slippers with the little pom-pom on them that sometimes you see people like they they wear with a nightgown and sometimes you see them in the store. Except those fluffy uh, slippers are totally in fashion right now. Right. <laughs> I like the fluffier, the better. All right. Well, going going back when they weren't, that's my glare. So I don't necessarily care. And I have another quote. Would you like to hear the other quote? <laughs> sure. If a man would consider how little he dwells upon the condition of others, he would learn how little the attention of others is attracted by himself. Samuel Johnson. Exactly my point. Right. Exactly my point. But we often still care what other people think. We care about the car we drive. We care about how we look. We care about what we wear and our clothes. We even care about the dog we buy. No. Some no, people we don't. do. Some people do. Yeah, they're buying. And most people don't buy dogs. They rescue dogs or adopt dogs or make the world a better place by giving a dog a home. I'm a grumpy old man. People buy dogs. (laughs) No, I hear you. And some some people, though, care about the dog that they get. And they have to have the specific breed for the status and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I'm way off the track because they care what people think about them. And Here's the thing. When you care about what other people think about you, often that's going to lead to frustration, whatever, and make you less happy. When you stop caring about what other people think about you, you have a wider path to happiness. Would you agree with that? I would, but I think the, the reason, the path for that is a little bit more... Uh, nuanced, and I think it's worth exploring that. So it seems to me that caring, really caring what other people think, and this is very different from caring whether or not you hurt other people or how you impact other people. So it is about uh, words are important here and what we're talking about is important here. But so what we're talking about, in my view, is making decisions about how you live your life whether those are tiny decisions, i.e. what you what footwear you wear to the grocery store versus the bigger decisions that you make in your life. So when you start making decisions through the lens of how will other people perceive this decision, this choice, rather than what is the truest for me, I think we lose the, some ability to hear our own voice, find our own path, and be true to ourselves. So I think one of the reasons that caring so much what other people think is because it dims our ability to listen to our own internal compass. Does that make sense? I know I rambled a little bit, but it's kind of a big and I think an important point. Like, why is it bad to 
listen to to care about what other people think. Yeah, uh, and I I think that this is sort of a two headed beast. So we may have a disagreement on this one, but really? I'm going to put it out there. We haven't argued in the podcast in months. I think since about an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's one head of the beast. The other head of the beast is if you hear that someone was talking smack about you, someone was gossiping or someone said something bad about you, or maybe you were in a social situation and someone ignored you and that sort of their thoughts or whatever, and you felt hurt by that. I think that's the other side of the coin or the other head of the two-headed beast care because you care about what they think. Okay, fair enough. So if you... I don't think we're going to disagree about this. I think it is a two-headed beast. I think you're right. <laughs> so issue number one is making choices, uh, making decisions, making choices, doing things because you're concerned about what other people will think about your choices as opposed to listening to your inner voice, your truth, your most deepest truth. And then the second is... When you care too much about what other people think, you give them power to hurt you. Absolutely. But you you talked about this idea of when you discover that people are talking about you. And I got to say, that rarely happens. So I think it's not that so much as worrying about what other people, like when was the last time somebody came to you and said, hey, Eric, did you hear Timmy talked smack about you? He said, your rope climbs suck. <laughs> um, last time. Patrick said, your time in that thruster workout was lousy. <laughs> when do you hear that from people? 11th grade. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you carry your fear of that. But I honestly think we don't actually hear that very often once you're out of high school. No. Uh, and another example, though, and this sort of recently happened to you, is maybe you're in a social situation and someone you know sort of ignores you or slights you in some way, that's more potentially likely to happen. You know, introduces themselves for the 67th time. Even. Oh, I'm well aware of what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> and again, right, if if you are hurt or slighted or you care what they think and or you interpret that, I used to interpret that. Okay, so I would meet People. There was a guy around town, kids similar age, and I must have met him a dozen times. And he would always say, oh, nice to meet you. And I used to go, Reza, Reza, guy, I, you know, I must not be very memorable. Uh, you know, I must not be important. This guy doesn't remember me. And after a while, maybe as I was getting closer to 60 and getting wiser... <laughs> I realized, boy, he's just not very bright, is he? <laughs> <laughs> and it changed my whole attitude about this. It changed, you know, it, something that could set me off for uh, even an, an hour, half a day, a couple days, I could ruminate it, now became something funny. 
Like, boy, this guy's just not so sharp. He just, he doesn't remember. <laughs> so the second head of the two-headed beast around this is a little bit more subtle because you described it as, in the first iteration, you described it as discovering that someone was talking poorly about you behind your back. And certainly that happens and that can be painful. And it, it's hard to put aside those, how you feel about that. Definitely a little tricky to put that aside. But there's, maybe it's a three-headed beast because the third head is thinking that someone is thinking badly about you. And that's like a whole bunch of mental gymnastics that I think you just have to give up. So I, I, think, it, I think it's a pretty big leap to say, if you discover that someone is talking badly about you, just don't care. And I agree that you should, but like that's tricky. But before we even get there, how about we put aside our worry about what other people are thinking? Yeah, absolutely. So just <laughs> realize, tip one, realize other people really aren't thinking about you that much. And certainly the people that you don't care about the, the, that much, the people outside your closest circle, the farther you get outside the closest circle, the less people are thinking about you by a long shot. I mean, our daughter, the closest circle imaginable, she's at school. Is she thinking about me? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Couldn't care less. And that's, I think that's one of the reasons that I've been pretty good about this throughout my life, because the people closest to me, the people who I believe and hope do think about me, I know they think well of me. Otherwise, they wouldn't be close to me. And people outside of that circle, yeah, I don't care that much. <laughs> exactly. So, and I know I care probably one circle farther outside than you do. So, but, I, I but I'm actually, getting better at it. I actually also think that you care. Well, this is so interesting. I guess I care a little bit about my inner circle and the outer reaches of the, my universe. Oh, that sort of go, almost goes to your brand, right? Is that sort of what you're talking about? How you're perceived? I have a brand? Yes. I don't have a brand. Everybody has a brand. Do you have a brand? I do. <laughs> Can you do, <laughs> do you curate your brand? No. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes, I do. Because a lot of this, I think, and we're going way on a tangent, is, you know, your outer circle makes me think of, uh, social media, right? And That's exactly where I was going with so, this, right? You know, yes, I do. Do I, you know, post my worst workouts on my social media? No, I post my best. Do I post, you know, the the picture of me skiing that happened to catch me skiing that it looks like I'm in a old fashioned snowplow just by chance? No, I post the one that where I look like a racer. So, yes, I curate my brand. Every, uh, so I think most, almost everybody does. Not everybody. <laughs> Not everybody. That's true. So we've talked about the downsides, some of the downsides of caring what people think. And again, like I, I want to spend another minute on this. When we talk about caring what other people think, 
it's important that we draw a distinction. Like if I hurt you and you think like, oh, Joyce is mad at me. Oh, Joyce is hurt by something I did. Oh, Joyce thinks, wow, you should leave the house in those <laughs> glare-ups. Um, I mean, I remember, I hope you don't mind me telling this story, but it was year, it must have been 20 years ago. I don't even know that we had kids. And you went shopping and you bought a pair of blue pleated pants, slacks, uh, that I I just, I hated them so much. <laughs> and now apparently like pleats are in for guys, which I think is a terrible fashion idea. But nevertheless, anyway. See, I was ahead of my time. By decades, dude, <laughs> decades. Glare-ups, they're going to be everywhere. Let's hope they're a really good company. <laughs> they are a great company. I love this my glare-ups. This podcast sponsored by <laughs> glare-ups. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, so I think caring what those closest to you think, like if I get dressed to go out and you compliment me, uh, which you don't do often, and I say that that's good because what that means to me is that when you notice and compliment me, you mean it. It's not reflexive. It's actually observant and that, that makes it more meaningful. So don't take that as any kind of whatever. Um, but you do want to be thought well of by the people in your inner circle. And I think in my mind, we have our inner circle, family and I think that this conversation, like it, it's sort of assumed that those people think well of you or, you know, love you or accept you for who you are. I think that's a big part of it. Well, that's that's exactly like, right. Like so. your parents don't judge you. Right. Other than my weight, they don't <laughs> judge me. <laughs> but. No, I don't. You I don't, know, sort of. No, I, sort I, I of, actually don't think that's true. I think people judge people all the time. I mean, now now you're going, and my parents may or may not be listening to this, but I think my parents judge judge me all the time. Is she working too hard? Is she taking enough time for her family? Is she eating too much junk food? I I think my parents. I think they judge me through a lens of love, but I think they judge me all the time. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. I, I can see that. All right. So maybe the doctor is in on my side of the table. Maybe I don't care what people think because I've been judged my whole life and loved <laughs> my whole life. Like, I don't question for a minute my parents' total, complete, and persistent love for me. So I don't know that. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well... Sort but of get, yeah. not, not caring what people think does not mean be a selfish jerk because who cares who you hurt in the process. It's more around, it's almost shallower than that. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's sort of what I wanted to say is it, it, it is that sort of shallow, judgy stuff that can actually just lead us to less happiness when we sort of get wrapped up in it. But, but are there lessons to be learned in how people perceive you? Like if people, I'll give you an example about you. 
which we've talked about before, so I don't think you're, I don't think this is going to out yeah. you in any yeah, way. Yeah. Um, for a long time, people who worked for you perceived you as someone who was really a hard ass and an ogre. And an ogre is a good word. Um, and I think when you learned that, when you really came face to face with that, you realized that that wasn't how you wanted to be perceived. So you chose, I think, to make some changes in how you present yourself. So maybe there are some lessons to be learned. Can you learn lessons from how other people perceive you without being hurt by it? Or is that impossible? Yeah, and I think this is going in a whole different direction than, than I thought this podcast would, but it, it's a good point in that... Because you had a plan, right? A little bit. <laughs> but we can... Right, we can improve ourselves based on other people's perceptions because, frankly, sometimes they're more objective <laughs> than than we are. So there's there's that. So this is like now a hydra. This is like a many-headed monster. <laughs> this is a many-headed monster. And, because and wait, is it the hydra? I think you cut one head off and two grow back. <laughs> That's what this podcast is. <laughs> yeah, totally. So. I I, I, there are so many people out there and so many cliches around not caring what other people think and so much value to that, for sure, because you can get yourself wrapped up in it. You can make choices based on how you think it's going to be perceived by other people rather than what is true for you and all the things. And yet what other people think can provide clues to how you're impacting the world at large. Yeah, and this goes to one of the things that I wanted to discuss as well, which is... Because you had a plan. A little bit. When, <laughs> you know, when when someone ignores you or slights you, something, let's just say someone slights you, that's an easier example, and you feel hurt. So the Stoics would say, control what you can control and you can control your feelings. Someone can slight you and you can not feel hurt. Um, I, it's not easy. <laughs> I, and I don't even know that it's true. I, I don't know that it's true. I think you can recognize your hurt, see your hurt and choose what you're going to do with that. But this stoic idea of controlling all of your feelings and not feeling hurt, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. And I think saying to people, if somebody hurts your feelings, you can just choose not to be hurt. I actually think there's some like psychological, that's not good for you. Hmm. I push back pretty hard on that idea. Just choose not to be hurt. You know, your best friend dumped you. Just choose not to be hurt by it. Who cares? Yeah, that's a pretty extreme example. And what you said is, okay, you can sort of choose how much you're going to be hurt. You can choose how you respond, how you react, what you do about it. So it's a spectrum for sure. But I, I, you have more control often than you give yourself. That I agree with. 100%. I think we have more control and more options. And 
what I mean, what I mean by that, I don't know what you mean by that, but what I mean by that is you can choose to do the work mentally. You can, and not to, not to say it for the thousandth time, you can choose to walk it off and process it and kind of use that forward momentum to make yourself feel better. You can go see a therapist to help you process that hurt. You don't have to sit and stew in it for your life. Now, I think it takes work to process hurt. Yeah, and and this goes back to, I think, what you were saying just when I sort of started this thought, is you can also choose to use it as a learning and growing experience to improve yourself. You know, why did my best friend dump me? You know, Because she's rotten to the <laughs> core. You know, I, and I've brought this up, I, I had a friend many, 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 many years ago, like almost four decades, three and a half decades ago. And we're still talking about it. So still hurt? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not hurt. Um, and actually, I was, you know, I wasn't hurt. I, he just wasn't behaving the way I thought a friend should. So in today's terminology, I literally ghosted him. I just stopped hanging out, stopped being friends. Oh, you know, if he called and said, hey, you want to hang out? I'd say, no, I got other plans. And eventually, you know, that stopped pretty quick. But my point is, I wonder if at the time he had any thought at all around, huh, I wonder why, I wonder what I did to, to make Eric just decide not to be my friend or or not, or, you know, was he just hurt or, you know, just, I wonder from his side of the story. Why don't you out reach out and ask him? No, I'm afraid. <laughs> so looking at your behavior in that, and you were a younger, way less evolved version of yourself, but that was not a great way to handle it. <laughs> probably could have been handled better but but I guess I got to the point where I was like okay that's it was just like that's that's who he is and I just choose not to not to spend not to invest my time there so boy that was a lot that was a lot but so it, yeah. where are we where are we landing on this are we supposed to care what other people think are we not supposed to care what other people think? The upshot is in most circumstances and sort of this superficial way, we're not supposed to care. And just a couple ways to do that is remember like your values. As long as you're living your values, then 100% you don't need to to worry about again not that inner circle but the the outer circles what they think you're living your life you're doing what you think and feel is right and you know don't care what other people think and that's that's the moment that ties it all together because if other if you, if other people share with you their fill in the blank, whatever is negative about your behavior, then sometimes there's a clue in that, that you're not living in alignment with your values. And when there is, that's the moment 
to say, huh, maybe I can do better. But often that kind of judgment from other people, you have to view it through the lens of, no, this was my choice. This was my truth. This is in line with my values. And in that case, you ignore it. You know, I'm thinking about getting edits to a piece of writing. Okay. And it's so interesting because when I share a piece of writing with an editor uh, or even a, a trusted friend or reader, sometimes their comments will come back and I'll be like, nope, they're, nope, they're, I don't, <laughs> nope. And more often, if it's, if it's a good editor, the comments will come back and I'll be like, oh, she's right. That can be better. That should be better. And I think this idea of caring what other people think, we need to view through that same kind of lens. Sometimes in there, there's a clue that we're not being our best selves. And sometimes there is just their judgment, their envy, their cruelty, their insecurity, whatever their stuff is. But I think this whole conversation about what to do with other people's judgment and opinions is so much more complicated than most people, including the Stoics, say and and preach. So yeah, sort of the lesson and the, the challenge is learning what input from other people or, you know, what other people think, learning which ones to toss aside, just ignore, that's that's nothing, I'm moving on, I'm living my values, it's not about me, and which ones are like, hmm, Clues. Yeah, clues. Hmm, maybe I could be doing better. And I think as we build that skill, we're just going to be better people. That's That's exactly right. And building that skill, as we've explored in the last half hour, I think is really tricky, but so valuable. This has gone in a really interesting direction. So here's the thing. Every now and then, Eric and I wonder, is anybody listening? Does anybody care? If you are listening, and if you care, I would be so grateful if you would take a moment and add a review, a rating, a something to wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Share this podcast on your social media channels or just hit Eric and I up and let us know that, yup, you're listening, yup, you care, and yes, we are making a difference.